my psychosis The cannabis blast my brain just like a four-fifth I'm an example of a gun, so if I'm fucked up on drugs I'm a junkie with the gun This is American Archipelago, and um, this is a podcast about prisons and the history of prisons, about the prison industrial complex, that it's, um, uh, it's a huge sector of the economy, it really is, and people, when we talk about um, criminal justice reform and all that, we don't even talk about the underlying fact that on both sides of the law, uh, for or against, there are shitloads of jobs, shitloads of there's shitloads of money, of income being generated through the black market, uh, whether it's drugs or guns or um, one of these. I'm going to share stories about all of them right here, um, but it's comes down to a sociological principle where you have conventional means and unconventional means and ends. So. And this is, um, but if you're denied the conventional path, you, it's not like you're just, gonna, oh, well, that's cool. I'm just going to be mired in poverty for the rest of my life. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to get where I need to get. And that is the mentale. That is, that is what the fuck, uh, winds you up in prison if you are a nonviolent offender, um, is I'm going to get there and I don't give a fuck what you say. Um. And, uh, you know, like 50 Cent said, get rich or die trying. Um, but all seriousness, seriousness, I was like, hey, I got this uh, pod that I'm doing, but nobody knows who the fuck I am, what I'm about. So I'm just going to um, spit some stories at y'all because it's all public record. Um, right here I got behind me. I'm gonna pull it out, but it's a federal PSI, and it breaks down plea of what is this? Sorry, I better read it myself. Oh, here we go. This one is transportation of illegal aliens for profit, a class C felony. Yada yada yada. So smuggling people in the country. That is one of three felonies and one of maybe 14 I've been charged with. And I've got them all right here. Um, so this is a, the federal PSI is really like you go in and if you're in custody, they'll um, have you see right there. It's a charge. Um, they'll have you have an interview with a, uh, probation officer whose job it is to basically, uh, run a background check on you way more extensive than anything that you, cause they actually go and interview people. Um, they call all the police departments you've had an interaction with, not only get police reports, but get some type of, you know, uh, extraneous narrative, you know, like, Hey, um, is there the, this, so, but for most cases, just like, okay. Uh, if they've been found guilty, you know, like, okay. Possession of a controlled substance, uh, January 17th, 2005. And I got probation, got five, a five year suspended sentence. 
Count two, possession of a controlled substance. Count four, possession and use of drug paraphernalia. Both, both of them were felonies. Um, so in the explanation, it says Papillion, Nebraska. Da, da, da. I'm going to read the explanation here. Attorney representation is unknown. Felony charges of possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute and possession of marijuana were dismissed. According to the defendant, he was traveling with his father to Cleveland, Ohio. When he was pulled over by the police, there's 20 grams of heroin in the vehicle. Might have been, I don't remember, remember how it was exactly weighed out, but I'm just going to tell the story about what happened. I was 16 years old. And I just want to say that that was the biggest source of my suicidal guilt going in, going farther on was that I um, got my dad his first heroin. He was Um, and I was getting him all of his painkillers, like thousands and thousands of dollars of painkillers in a month. Um, you name it, I get it for him. Oxycontin, fentanyl, um, the patches, shoot the gum out of the package, the patches, um, uh, oxymorphones, those opanas, um, hydromorphone, dilated, um, everything known to man. Sorry, I chew on my mouth if you wonder what that bump is. And, uh, yeah, so, but by the time, so, um, 2000, and we went, um, on this ill-fated trip to Cleveland and all those trips, I just referenced like four of them were like drug bender fucking crazy trips because, you know, my father would do heroin and meth and crack. He'd smoke a bunch of crack with you. Um, I mean, man was just, uh, I, I, <laughs> exercising some demons and but he had a 16 year old son with him <laughs> and f uh, 14 when we first started doing this i was 14 years old like holy sheep shit um not advisable not advisable um at all uh and looking back i you know i'm just ashamed that he did it but so 2005 we pack up and we bought like an ounce of heroin for the trip um, it was going to be about six or seven days and we had it all packaged up. Like we'd fold like a chunk of black tar. And if you've ever seen black tar heroin, it's like, you know, like looks like, uh, ranges depending on the purity and, and where it's from basically is, you know, so it looks like charcoal briquette and put a half gram in each or like a gram each one. Of the, and we would both have a gram in the morning for the day. Okay, you got a gram, and then we had a little backup stash. So we had, like, um, maybe, like, 12 of these gram packages and then, like, an eight ball. We smoked that whole, like, eight ball, ball like, to the face before we left the state of Colorado. And had I been shooting it, definitely would have lasted. Um, you know, I, I got more into shooting it when I was, like, 19 years old. Um, but... Um, neither here nor there. We're driving across the state of Nebraska. And what we did not know at the time was that we literally, the Nebraska State Patrol, when they brought us into the office, 
um, they brought us to the Serpy County Police Station. But um, I was talking to one of the cops when they were like throwing you in there and they're like, yeah, we were following you guys. We had the description of your vehicle and I-80, mind you, is not the dr the road to take if you have drugs on if you're riding dirty stay the fuck away from my Haiti. um i've gotten caught twice on that freeway and actually got caught with a um a parole warrant in iowa on that highway so um in in davenport um in scott county jail so i've been to so anyway, so they, they were literally, they would get a call and it would be like erratic driving vehicle and they would send somebody out there, but it's Nebraska. So they couldn't get somebody out there. We'd be gone. We're on I-80 gone, but they got like three of these calls, same color vehicle, same, uh, it was an Arizona license plate that we had on the car. It was a rental car. Another bad thing to do if you're smuggling drugs, do not use a rental car. I could, I'll do a whole nother pod about how to smuggle drugs across the state lines. Just, you know, just, just to do it, just to, as a PSA, or a PSA, because <laughs> um, I've done it, a lot of it, I've sent all kinds of drugs out. Um, and so when they did arrest us, it was like, oh, so it's you guys, you guys are the assholes who are driving across, <laughs> the, but you guys uh, have you know, really ran amok. And, um, so, uh, let's see how did it happen. Yeah. We almost ran off. Well, we did run this car off the road, Nebraska and I-80, uh, everywhere is like a wide open freeway until you get into some of these cities and then they have overpass, like they built overpass, uh, interchanges with their like county roads and major intersections those are above the freeway but um yeah so yeah it's just that's the easiest way to engineer it i guess but um we're in one of these stretches uh in the middle of nebraska and i'm like nodding out and my dad at this point is nodding out i mean it's like that um scene in um God damn, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> but a dude's like fucking, uh, or, or um, vacation, the whole family sleeping. And I come to, and I hear this, uh, 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 honking. And there's like a whole family in a fucking uh, Cadillac. And they're like, the driver has his hands. I remember just seeing, like, like in my mind's eye, the driver had both of his hands on the fucking glass. Like, no. Didn't even have his hands on his wheel. And uh, they just go off on the side of the road. And I turn over to my dad, like, what, dad, dad, wake, wake, wake up. He's like, I wasn't asleep. What the fuck, what the fuck you talking about, man? You know, calm the fuck down, okay? You can't have you yelling at me every five minutes. <laughs> like, fucking. And there's this, I just see this dust cloud off to the right, right of the car, like, and um, I'm like, dude, I think. I think we might kill somebody. I mean, like, like what the fuck? I think, like, that looked horrible, Dad. I don't think anybody really dad died, but uh, back then, I know, because they literally went back and were, like, following that path. Uh, we were investigated pretty hardcore. So, um, 
were in Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln and, and, um, and, and by, mind you, this trip took forever, it took forever to get there. I mean, because we kept on go, uh, passing on the side of the road, doing tons of dope. Uh, it literally was sunset when we left w uh, one day. Went through the whole day, and it was the next day, and we hadn't even gotten to Iowa yet. And we're not fated to go to Iowa. So it took us like a whole 24 hours to go six hours worth of driving, really. Because I could drive, I could leave my house right now and make it to Iowa. No, no. Yeah, I could make it to, um, what was it, Cedar Spring, or whatever the hell that's, or Council Bluffs. I could make it to Council Bluffs in like eight hours from my house. Uh, okay, so um, we get pulled over by the Nebraska State Highway Patrol. And this is a story I always relate because it's so odd. Um, a lot of times when you're dealing drugs like that or doing a lot of drugs, like you're living at some point or another in a fantasy that's being like a like the matrix or something that's being constructed by police um like you know you're talking to a confidential informant maybe even you're buying it from a con like li literally like those um guys who were uh kidnapping gretchen whitmer that's how i knew that that was bogus i i literally was like oh yeah there's no way, like, these guys were uh, a setup. Um, because I've had it happen to me. Where literally fucking, um, you're just a cog in some detective's fucking um, setup, right? And they're trying to get you to flip. They're trying to get you to work for the man, whatever it is. Which I've never done. Mind you, I've never done. But I've had this particular situation where so we got pulled over and we're at a rest stop and we start we break out some dope and we're smoking and all of a sudden red and blue lights cherries and berries all around us and um cop pulls you know so it gets my dad's license and yeah you know oh yeah okay so you guys are going where but as we're sitting there and they got the license like cops are coming in off the highway. It's a rest area, so they're coming in on one end. And I'm watching, I'm like, oh fuck, we're going down. And I roll down the window and start smoking a cigarette. And, um, you know, cause it's maybe half an hour goes by, still with the license in this guy's hand. And there's a helicopter overhead. Like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> they got a fucking chopper in case one of us bolts, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that that's how bad this is getting, but mind you, this is January in Nebraska. I mean, that that's how bad this is getting, but mind you, this is January in Nebraska. It is colder than a witch's tit. Um, there's like three feet of snow on the ground off the roadway. I mean, it hadn't actually snowed. So, you know, I like in the Midwest, you'll have like three feet of snow, you know, like a fucking wall of snow. And, um, yeah. So the helicopter above us, all this shit. And 
they take us out of the car at this point with the helicopter above. And I remember them walking and they had, you know, it sounded like the outside of a, and I'll tell a whole nother story about an FBI standoff that my dad was involved in. We got so many fucking crazy convict junkie ass stories. So, um, um, but it sounded like an active, like, standoff. And at that point, I hadn't heard that, but it was just like so much, you know, people running by and all this shit. And I'm thinking, rightly so, there's no way that they're not going to search this fucking car, right? There's no way that that's going to happen where um, we're just going to drive off. Hey, bye-bye. But as I'm sitting in the car and I remember my dad, I'm handcuffed in one car and I look over and I see my dad handcuffed in another. And these two cops are talking right outside our car. And they walk up to a whole nother set of cops and they're having this big cop conference right in the back like quarter panel of the car. And then they like break the huddle and come back and hand my dad his license and get me out of the car and say, hey, make sure he goes to a rest stop and you know get some sleep, you know? Um, and we should have just stayed at that rest stop because they wouldn't have been able to initiate another arrest. But what they were doing unbeknownst to me and this is why i was saying like you're living in a fantasy land where they're setting you up and they're just watching you like you don't really like oh i'm doing so great yada 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 but you're just being watched and they're setting up a fucking case um so we hop in the car and i'm like oh fuck we got away we got away with that oh my god and um he's like well, let's get out of here let's get let's get to iowa iowa was maybe we we're outside of Lincoln, so it was maybe 60 more miles. I, I, I'd, I'd have to look at a map to see officially what that is, but about an hour longer, and we could have gotten to Council Bluffs, Iowa. There's no way those cops were going to let us. We didn't know that. That's why they had the chopper reinforcement was that we were being tailed. So we pull out of the rest stop, and we go down, and we drive, like, do, 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 keep going. We're between Lincoln and, and Omaha. And we get to the outskirts of Omaha and Sharpie County. And we pull off. And literally what we're going to do is get some coffee at a 7-Eleven. But where we pull off is like kind of the hood of Omaha. Omaha has a hood. Um, and I immediately was like, hey, let's get back on the highway. Because I'm looking around. And, um, you know, my antenna is coming up. I mean, this is like a place where, you know, like, oh, God, this is the hood, right? Um and um like let's just get back on the highway and let's keep going let's get to iowa and get the fucking coffee when we get to iowa we get to a 7-eleven and um when we leave the 7-eleven i remember seeing a nebraska state patrol car off in sarpy county this wasn't a county sheriff or a city cop like omaha police department wasn't anything like that it was a nsp a nebraska state patrol i was like huh and it was just cruising by. And um, so we pull out of this 7-Eleven and um, start, you know, getting high again. And cherries and berries everywhere. Just fucking turn around. Oh, God, what the fuck? Um, and uh, so what I start doing is just start eating all these Percocets and Vicodins and eating meth and all kinds of shit ate like a like a half a gram of meth um 
fucking tore or broke this crack pipe on the ground. We had a crack pipe. Was, oh god, they're they're not gonna pull up the license. This and we just had this interaction. They're gonna go on the radio, and I knew this back then. It was like they're gonna go on the radio and be, "Hey, we got such and such car. We just pulled those fucking assholes over." Little did I know that what they were doing, and this came up in the script afterward when we were uh, being interrogated, was they were following along uh, to see where we were going. And if we got to the border, anywhere near the border, they just pull us up, uh, over and, nope, you're not going any far, we're going to search the car. We already have grounds to search the car. You guys, are, literally, at this point, okay, I'm pretty fucking big dude. I'm, I'm pretty big dude. I'm just a shade under six foot. I'm like 205 and with a six pack kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was like, I think I was maybe five, nine or five, 10. I was like only 16 years old at the time, but, um, I weighed 129 pounds. I hadn't shit in like three weeks. I, I was unaware of this. I was like growing septic from, um, having compacted feces where you just, you have this block of turd up your ass. That's a whole nother story, but. When, when you're on drugs, when you're on a heavy drug bender, it's so funny how delusional you are of your appearance, of how you're doing in life, all that. It's particularly heroin. Because heroin is like a cure for everything. So called, in your mind, you think, I'm doing wonderful, everything's gonna go great, on cloud nine. But really, you're driving over landmines and you look like a skeleton and you're fucking like on death's doorstep and people, when you walk up to them and they've known you for a while, they're like, oh God, dude. like, do you want something to eat? Like, you look like absolute warmed over shit. There's unadulterated shit. Like you need some sleep and you need a fucking meal or two or, you know, heavy rehab. <clears throat> but so this cop, um, this Sarpy County uh, sheriff at this point was who, uh, the, and she was a woman. And I remember she had like a helmet on, like she had some type of tactical helmet on. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, like she literally had a fucking helmet on inside her car. I don't know why. Why I remember looking, at her, but my dad says, "Man, we were just looking at uh, some real estate because there was a bunch of um, built out or, or condos that had." were being built, but they were like at the foundation level. And um, it was on 120, I had, if I had that paperwork still, that had the whole rest paperwork, but um, anyway, there no fucking way at like midnight or whatever time this was, uh, that you're checking on real estate in this neighborhood. This is the hood. And that we're on a scrape job in front of a fucking construction site. And uh, my dad says, yeah, Lincoln's a great town, University of Nebraska. And I remember the cop is like, sir, you're in Omaha. <laughs> oh, well, it's a fine town as well. Omaha's a great town. Warren Buffett. I said Jimmy Buffett, probably the fuck. I, I mean, it was just like, like he's pulling shit out of his ass. 
And the cop asked, do you think it's a, a can we search a vehicle? He was like, no, let's not do that tonight. And I remember thinking like, you dumb fuck, you dumb fuck. Let's not do that tonight. Like, I feel, like, like, no, we're fucked. We're fucked. And we had so much drugs in this fucking vehicle. Um, and uh, so they pull us all out. And, and mind you, this is at a time in America. This is pre-opioid crisis. I am like drug war vet, original junkie, dude. I mean, every one of my friends has died of this shit. Uh, like the originals who got into this dope. Um, not a matter of pride, but it's a matter of pride because it's tough surviving as a heroin act. And not like bougie heroin addiction. I'm talking like, you know, using toilet water in a fucking, I mean, and I, I've lived it all. I've, I've, as far as, you know, like at this time, what I'm telling you, my dad was a higher, he was making six figures. Uh, this is the last years of his reign, but he had three properties, all kinds of money. He pit, dude, we were able to shoot it all up and smoke it all up and do all this, you know, um, but you know, that was just the delusions. Like, Hey, he, um, are we going to, is, uh, I, I guess we don't have to, we don't have to search it, do we? Nah, we don't have to do that. Yeah, fucking right, dude. We're fucked. Um, anyway, uh, like, like I said, this is like pre-drug war, or like this is pre-opioid crisis. So when these cops, they had a, a special cop there. And they always have a canine unit who's like a drug interdiction office uh, officer, and they'll be on call or on a shift in every, you know, dish. Like there's one guy who's like a drug specialist who shows up if they encounter drugs, which they cops in every district all over the country will always encounter drugs on their shift. Um, there's a cop who basically has done these um, board certifications and everything where he, you know, and he's the one who does the little snap test or whatever. Um, it's funny, there's a guy, B Tatum, Brandon Tatum on YouTube. And uh, I really like that guy. And I'm a, I'm a criminal who understands what the fuck cops have to do because I've, I've been, uh, well, I, you know, not to get off a tangent, but. I've seen these guys stick their hands on my needles and fucking um, come deal with me in all states of really Narcan me um, on the spot. The cops Narcanning me. Um, these cops are basically de um, dealing with adult humans that are acting like complete degenerate children, you know, um, and it's got to be it's got to wear at your soul. And then there's the whole other whole aspect of people shooting and killing in, in certain neighborhoods where certain people live. And those same, you know, people end up in a constant, you know, carousel of the legal system like I am. I do. I've been in and out of jail my whole life. Um, and I'm white and I'm not and, and very white, <laughs> uh, but uh, or very European, but. Anyway, so this drug specialist cop, he's like, I, he actually thought it was hash. Or the cop with him thought it was hash, the black tar heroin we had. And the drug specialist guy smells and he's like, oh yeah, that's that's heroin. And um, 
and uh, like so he had a canine in the back of his car and i'm standing there watching all this as they're digging around in the car handcuffed and uh i'm like so um i i remember i just said something i forget exactly what i said but this drug and addiction cop Go, go, go back, go, go in, uh, I'm, he's about to take me in the police cruiser, but I'm standing there by the car, and I'm up, 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 saying something, and he's, like, motherfucker, I told you, go back to the car, and duh, slams me up against the um, canine unit, and my dad's in the back of a car, like, my dad was 6'3", 250 pounds, even when, in his most hardcore drug days, he's maybe 220 pounds, no, there was times when he was actually down to 180, but um, at this point, he wasn't complete Skeletor. And um, as I'm being walked back to one of the cruisers, and, you know, mind you, this is all in a bunch of headlights, and, you know, seeing me just get bah, slammed by the fucking cops uh, for nothing. I really didn't do shit, you know what I'm saying? And this is what the part that really bothers me about the police brutality and all that being a racial thing it's like dude no it's everybody <laughs> it's everybody it and but it's not all on the cops i'll tell you it's because like what what if i'm a complete fucking degenerate out here um causing this guy you know like i if i'm a regular john q citizen and i'm getting thrown around that is a problem that is a problem but if i'm a fucking drug addict criminal I can expect to get what I'm get, putting out into the universe, right? Um, and you shouldn't be surprised. You know, you shouldn't, like, well, cop threw me up against the cruiser. Yeah, I was only 16 years old, weighed 129 pounds. But you gotta understand this guy has a life too, and he probably is going through some shit beyond that. And it's just like, dude, I'm trying to fucking help you fucks. And I'm gonna end up seeing faces, facsimiles, you know, doppelgangers of you for the next 20 years of my life. And, it, and it's going to feel like I did nothing, did nothing. And I'm going to see you and somebody like you for the rest of time. Um, But my dad was uh, uh, freaking out in the back of the car. Don't fucking touch my goddamn kid. Funny enough, um, When they take me down to the police department, little police department off yonder way, right? It literally, like, we were sitting there at this construction site. You know, it's Nebraska, so it's just like this wide open, you could just see um, lights of like farmhouses and little um, outcroppings and like a Love's um, truck stop. and very idyllic quiet winter evening you know in the midwest of the united states um but i'm contemplating because i got i kicked heroin once or twice at that point and when i say kick just had some hardcore withdrawal i wasn't actually trying to come off you know um i knew it wasn't gonna feel good <laughs> that was the first time i'd ever kicked at this point in my life i'm 30 i'm 33 in a, a week I've kicked heroin and methadone and Suboxone and all that shit in jail over three dozen times. Yeah, I know how it feels. It hurts. It really does. Um, 
to come off dope. There's no ways about it. And I could do a whole pod about how to how to do that effectively. Honestly, how to kick dope um, and make it as painless as possible. Um, but that's not gonna, you can't do anything for it in county jail now. You just get sack lunches and and um, you know sympathy, none, uh, no sympathy there. So, um, but they got us in different cars. And just like they did at the truck stop. And I'm looking across to him and he's trying to like mouth something to me. And so they like park us so we can't talk to each other through the, through the vehicle or can't like communicate. Um, and this is gonna come, become a big deal because um, I, my dad told on me basically, I'm just lay it out there. He's, but, he did the right thing because like I said, I mean, I was 16 years old. They took me out of the family home, how, and I'll explain how it all went. But um, a minor is going to get a slap on the wrist comparatively to an adult. I have my dad's court paper right here. Jeff, legal Nebraska, because he got a sweetheart deal. Um, he's dead now, by the way, so. But I think I might have something of him. But yeah, so he a motion to suppress evidence. FJK, state of Nebraska, motion to suppress. He actually got a decent um, hearing, or uh, Sarby County Public Defender, Frank J. Krupka, that was an old address right there, it doesn't matter. Um, so he got, I think, six felonies, adult felonies, right? Um, I had three felonies. He had uh, all kinds of child abuse felonies. Um, and what he told the cops, and I was in the other room and I could hear him just blowing the whistle on it all, was like, um, was telling him, yeah, man, it's um, my, uh, it's my son's heroin. I didn't know about it, that. Uh, my, the, because we had a bunch of Percocets and Vicodins, like I was saying, I was, I was swallowing the shit out. And, um, I'm surprised he didn't die. <laughs> uh, but, uh, boy wasn't meant to die. Boy was meant to go on. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so he told him it was my heroin. And, and when the cop, the, I was sitting there and there's a, two police officers, like, close, like, you know beat cops and they're like hey listen listen because the walls were like you know paper thin we're in like a um like an interrogation area in the little sarpy county jail or sarpy county sheriff station he's like he's he's telling on you right now he's saying it's your dope and i'm like listening through the vent you know or like listen to what i can hear i'm like Shh. yeah I could hear him there and he's just talking. I could just hear talking, which uh, when going into any police interaction, cause we'd had them, we had cops kick in the door while we were there buying drugs and everything. He's like, do not talk to these people. If they're talking to you, they don't have the whole story. So don't give them anything. Just go to jail and try to, you know, bond out, try to bond out. That was my instructions. Those are my little walking orders. My, my, this was my job when I was a little kid was get my dad heroin. Keep them stocked up, keep the old man happy, keep things going, right? And there's a bunch of kids in America 
who were living that reality with drug addict parents, you know. My mother was not on drugs, but so to hear him blowing the whistle on me, like, motherfucker, like, what happened to the, you know, like, fucking throwing out the whole story? But it was, he, you know, like a minor's not going to get the same, they're going to get a slap on the wrist. And that was what he told me. I remember asking him for an apology. And he's like, first of all, an apology that you have to ask for is not an apology. Just so you know, son. He's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he goes, I want you to apologize, you know. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I, like, little life's lesson. An apology that's asked for is not an apology. And uh, he's like, dude, he's like, you were just a kid. They weren't going to do anything to you, but me, I mean, I had like six felonies there and I could literally tell because, you know, I could tell them, Hey, that's his drugs. And I pled guilty within five days of the whole rip and got a five year suspended sentence. And, um, and I got charged as an adult. That's why this shows up. This PSI, this federal PSI only has an adult crimes in it. Yes, who's charged as an, as an adult, and um, I did not fail um, on probation. I discharged uh, in due time, but um, yeah, they go into. Uh, I'll leave, leave you guys with this one story because it's kind of taking a long time. Try to break it up on YouTube, just doable chunks. Um, but um, he asked me, or uh, so I got taken out of custody and I was in this place called the Juvenile or Sarpy County Juvenile hold Holdover. And the first I was arraigned, right? You get, you know, read your charges and I had six charges, three felonies and um, attempting to, or they were saying that we we're distributing heroin. And, um, uh, but I was kicking so bad. And I remember it was, this was, I was watching George Bush's second inauguration. That was literally the time that, um, this was. So it was like t January 20th of 2005 at this point. So uh, I had something like that. Um, my God.